Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey friends, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I am so glad you carved out some time in your busy day to join me to learn a little bit more about your fitness, more about your nutrition, and to be quite honest, the state of your heart in relation to it all. And if you're a true strong mama, which I'm sure you are, I bet you're multitasking right now, aren't you? (laughs) I bet you're probably either driving in the car, folding a load of laundry, banging out some stuff for work, or even breaking a good sweat with a high-quality workout. So let me just say, well done. I want to make sure that all the efforting you do is not going unnoticed and that someone acknowledges it, okay? So I know that so many of those mundane things that you tackle on a regular basis go overlooked, and I want to make sure that they're not being overlooked today. So great job, whatever you're doing right now. Now, I'm flying solo without my co-host Scott today, which is fine. It's always more fun with him here, but that's all right because you and I are going to have a fantastic conversation together. In fact, I have a feeling this episode is going to blow your mind Well, it might blow up most of what you know about nutrition and bring intense clarity to where you're at personally and what things matter and what things just really don't matter right now. I kind of feel this personal responsibility to cut through the crap for you. (laughs) I just feel like the waters of eating healthy have become so muddied and thick and confusing and overbearing in a land full of all these self-proclaimed experts and just quite frankly, Googleable, if that's a word, Googleable nutrition facts. So I have an acquaintance actually, and we don't know each other that well. I follow her on Instagram. She follows me, you know, one of those types of relationships. Anyway, she coaches nutrition and health. Great for her. I'm proud of her and what she does. But her Instagram page has advice and tips that confuse and overwhelm even me, let alone the average mom that doesn't have time for this stuff. I know you want someone to tell it to you straight. You want someone to just give you what you need to know to get you the results that you're looking for without feeling overwhelmed and confused in the process. Because that confusion inevitably leads to feeling like a failure at all this health and fitness stuff. And that's why we give up so much. We feel like we're not doing it right. And bigger than that, I see that when we feel the pressure to measure up and do this all perfectly to do it all right, we end up building a prison for ourselves without realizing it. We feel trapped with all of these expectations we have on ourselves. We're suddenly obsessed about it all because we feel like unless I'm thinking about it constantly all the time, I'm not doing it right. And so we become obsessed about it. We end up having a terrible relationship with food. We don't even see it anymore for what it was always meant to be, what God designed it to be. 
We don't like our bodies. <laughs> and God somehow feels really distant in this corner of our lives. I don't want that for you. I want you to experience freedom and peace in your body. I want you to stop seeing food as your enemy and to begin seeing it as your partner. I want you to stop seeing exercise as a, a miserable experience. And I want you to begin seeing it as something that makes you feel really, really good. I want you to stop setting such high expectations for yourself and to begin setting realistic goals and habits that you can confidently follow through on for the rest of your life. <laughs> Not just for this short time period where you're all in for 30 days, but something bigger than that. Something that's more of a lifestyle that you can do forever. And really, I want this coming year to be a breakthrough year for you. And honestly, you guys, I really believe that my coaching program could be the ideal catalyst for all of that. And I know you've been hearing me talk about it lately because registration is open right now, but it's only going to be open for a couple more days. And I only open up registration for my coaching program a couple times a year. And I'm not going to be opening it up in January. That's a heads up. So if you want to coach with me come January when you know you might have more motivation and time and more margin in your life to start working out and eating better, if you know that that's coming for you in January and you've kind of said that mental just commitment in the back of your mind, you need to sign up now. It's okay if you don't get started right away, but you do need to sign up now, okay? My coaching program is an all-inclusive membership experience that includes nutrition coaching. So all the stuff we're going to talk about on today's episode, we go into it even more. It also includes full workouts that can be done at home or the gym if you'd prefer to work out there and the accountability and support that you've been craving. This is not affiliated with any other fitness brand or product, you guys. I personally design all the workouts myself. I wrote the nutrition guide. I create the meal plans, okay? So I can make sure that what you're accessing when you log into the member zone online, you're accessing the best of the best. I really would love for you to come join hundreds of other moms just like yourself that are becoming really fit and healthy without feeling like they're being dragged farther away from the Lord in the process. In fact, they are finding that this process is unraveling pieces of themselves that were preventing them from getting closer to the Lord. And that is my goal, is to always be encouraging you and inspiring you from a Christ-centered perspective. So registration is open right now, but only for two or three more days, you guys. So as soon as you're done listening to this episode, or better yet, while you're listening, as long as you're not driving, go take a look at the show details and you'll find a link to the Strong Mamas Coaching Program. Click on that link and you can read more info about the program and you'll see your options for getting started, okay? So I'm praying for big things for you and your body and your habits in 2020. And this opportunity is exactly what you've been looking for. So go get yourself signed up. All right. Now I mentioned Scott was gone this week <laughs> and he's actually on his way right now to go golfing at Band in Dunes, which you guys, if you know anything about golf <laughs> at all, anywhere in the country, I'm sure you've heard about Band in Dunes. It's one of the premier golf experiences in the world, not just America, but actually in the world. 
And it just happens to be here in Oregon. So it's a pretty big deal for him. He gets super giddy, really excited whenever he gets to go to Bandon, which is usually just once a year. And he's a pretty good golfer. He's much better than I am. And he's been golfing a lot longer than I have been. He practices all the time, all the time, you guys. And he takes lessons frequently. He's just a far more skilled golfer than I am. I like golfing. It's definitely something I enjoy doing, but it's not really high on my priority list. It's fun. There might be a time in my life where I might work on my skills a little bit more and work on getting better at it. But Scott and I are nowhere near the same level. And when we go golfing together, I have completely expectations about my game than he does with his. And totally understandable, right? Now, snowboarding, on the other hand, <laughs> I, I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute. I'm a pretty darn good snowboarder. I used to be far more advanced when we didn't have kids and we can go up a lot. And you might not have known this about me, but I love snowboarding. It's honestly, it's probably my favorite sport ever. And I was on the mountain skiing before I was even two years old. So I had skis strapped to my tiny little legs before I was even really walking well. <laughs> and then I skied until I was probably 12 years old. And then I switched to snowboarding. And so I've been snowboarding ever since. And I would probably peg my skill level right now at snowboarding probably at like an upper intermediate level. I just don't go enough to put myself in that like advanced category of snowboarding. Now Calvin and Peter are kids. Calvin is nine, Peter is six. We're hoping to get these guys up pretty soon on the mountain. They've never been skiing before, never been snowboarding. And I just know that when we take them, they're going to be complete beginners, right? Whether they want to do skiing or snowboarding, I'm not sure what they're going to want to try first, but whatever they decide to do, they will be complete beginners. And as their mom, I would be a complete jerk if I showed up with them and expected them to go everywhere that I was going on the mountain. And it would just be completely unrealistic for me to think that they would be at the same skill level as myself. And they would be completely miserable too if they assumed that they would just step on the mountain and be an advanced snowboarder. I mean, that's like absurd, right? I mean, I know my kids, Calvin especially, he's pretty much a go-getter and he thinks that everything he puts his hand to, he should be advanced at it right away, which is sometimes a parenting issue. <laughs> it causes a lot of parenting struggles with trying to teach him like, buddy, it's okay to be a beginner at this. But I think if if they show up and if we all show up and we all have and we all appropriately acknowledge that we're at different skill levels, then they can focus on what they need to focus on to get better at skiing or snowboarding. And then I can go and do an experiment with other things to have fun and feel challenged at my own skill level. Now, what on earth am I talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> to bring this full circle, I believe that our biggest failure with nutrition is failing to see that there are different skill levels with eating, with healthy eating. I'll say that again. I believe that our biggest failure with nutrition is failing to see that there are different skill levels with healthy eating. 
We assume that eating healthy, quote unquote, eating healthy, must mean to do and be all the things that are in fact very advanced skills. But look at snowboarding, look at golfing, even look at exercising. It would be completely ridiculous to jump in to those very skilled things and expect that you're going to be advanced right out of the gate, right? Yet this is exactly what we do all the time with eating. We just kind of assume that since we start eating the moment we're born with nursing or feeding from a bottle and then we move on to solid foods, we just assume that, oh, we must be like advanced eaters. Yes, we can put food in our mouth and chew it well without choking, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that we are advanced healthy eaters. And because we don't recognize that there are different skill levels with eating, we end up feeling really bad, like we're doing this really bad and that we can't hack it. So on today's episode, we are going to dive in deeper to the different skill levels. I'm gonna talk about a beginner eater, I'm gonna talk about an intermediate eater, and I'm gonna talk about an advanced eater. So you know exactly what fits into each of those categories and what you can start expecting from yourself, okay? And as you're listening, I want you to try and humbly and honestly identify where you are at. I say humbly because most of us want to show up on the mountain and head straight to the double black diamond when we really should be on the bunny hill. And yes, that's a metaphor, but it makes sense, right? Having to admit that we should be on the bunny hill with our healthy eating might hurt our pride a little bit. And that's why we need to listen to this humbly because we might have always been expecting that we were a double black diamond eater (laughs) where we're actually a bunny hill eater. But it's absolutely necessary to understand the bunny hill skills to eventually get to that double black diamond, right? So you need to master the beginner skills of eating before you can eventually get to advanced eating skills, if you ever want to get there, and you might not, okay? All right, you ready? Let's jump into the beginner eater. So a beginner eater, their starting point, so coming in as a beginner healthy eater, their starting point is that they have zero to very little mindfulness or awareness surrounding their food choices. Their eating is pretty haphazard. They might eat very inconsistently, maybe junk food all one day, maybe a junk food meal with no real reason behind it. Maybe the next day is healthy food just because it so happens or they mustered up some motivation all of a sudden. You look at their habits, they're skipping meals a lot, maybe maybe mindlessly eating food in between meals. Like it's really haphazard and really inconsistent. Also, their starting point for beginner eaters is that they actually have fairly minimal education surrounding good nutrition habits, and they also have limited beliefs about healthy eating habits. So this person, a beginner eater, might be someone that believes that healthy eating or healthy food is just low-calorie food or fat-free food or maybe just organic food. Okay, so they might have this concept of unless it's low calorie or fat free or organic or whole grain, you know, unless it's those buzzwords, it's not healthy. Or they might think 
if I'm eating those, those ways, I am eating healthy. And usually a beginner eater, their only experience with eating healthy is dieting. Okay, so in their mind, there's kind of these two categories. One is I'm eating perfectly, I'm eating healthy, I'm dieting, I'm on a diet, I'm following strict rigid rules, or I'm not thinking about it at all. So this is kind of the starting point of someone who I would consider at the beginner eating skill level, okay? So someone who's coming in at this starting point, Okay, so this is kind of their mindset coming into eating healthy. These are the skills that they need to work on. The first skill is learning how to eat slowly and bringing more awareness to how food makes you feel. Paying attention to your hunger cues, your fullness cues, and even starting to think about some big picture effects of food, not just the immediate satisfaction. So, Take a step back, guys, this is skill number one, not the quantity of your food, not what you put on your plate, but the skill number one for every beginner is to develop awareness and mindfulness and have that big picture overview of food. It's listening to your hunger cues. It's noticing when you're hungry and when you're full. Noticing when a certain meal satisfies you for a little longer, when something leaves you feeling hungry not long after. It's just heightening your awareness around the whole eating process. This is skill number one. So if you are a beginner eater, this is something that must be mastered. The next skill on the list for a beginner eater It's learning that if it's a meal time, a regular meal time, to deliberately stop to feed yourself. So this is another skill. We don't realize that this this is a skill to develop. That if it's a normal meal time, that you take time out to actually pause what you are doing to feed your body. Most of the time I see beginner eaters, people who are coming into just learning good eating skills and they skip meals all the time. They don't eat lunch until three o'clock in the afternoon or they completely miss breakfast altogether or dinner is just kind of this random mess. So you have to develop this skill of carving out time over the course of the day to actually stop and feed yourself. That is a skill. And it's a very, very important one. Now, the next skill for beginner eaters is choosing a protein source with every meal. So every time you are stopping to feed yourself, you're looking at your plate and making sure that there is something on your plate that qualifies as a protein. And guys, if you are a beginner, this could be a chicken nugget. I'm not even kidding you. If you deliberately are focusing on, I need something that's a protein, and all you have at your disposal is a chicken nugget, then that is a good starting point. Obviously, that's not ideal, but sometimes we look at that and say, man, that's not perfect, so I'm just going to skip the protein altogether. We have to get in the habit and develop the skill of always putting protein on your plate no matter what, okay? The next thing that you need to work on is choosing produce with every single meal. I don't care what kind of produce that is, but if it belongs in the produce department, it counts. This is a skill. Every single meal, you have produce on your plate. And I know a lot of you are like, but, but what, isn't I, aren't I like not supposed to have that kind? Or 
shouldn't I focus more on the veggies? And guys, no, no, no. Beginner eating skills here. Put produce on your plate. Start there. Master that. The next thing is starting to be more mindful, just kind of aware about the healthy fats that you're eating and looking for ways to spread out the variety. Okay, just educating yourself on the different types of healthy fats, realizing that it's not just avocados and almonds. (laughs) Okay, there's a lot of variety with healthy fats out there and educating yourself on what those are and starting to look for ways to purposefully include those. That could be deliberately adding chia seeds to your smoothie. That could be making sure that you eat salmon once a week. So little things like that where you're deliberately adding some form of healthy fat, maybe branching out in ways that you haven't before. The next skill for beginners is starting to be aware of the starchier forms of carbohydrates. And and as you are becoming more aware of that, looking for ways to make sure that they are more whole grain or nutrient-rich options. So these are things like bread, rice, pastas, you know, things that are more starchy, bready, the grainy types of options, even potatoes I would probably put in this category. So becoming more aware of that category of food and seeing if you can start to shift towards choosing more whole grain varieties and more nutrient-rich options, okay? And that just means that you're choosing a real whole potato over a potato chip, right? (laughs) That would be more nutrient rich, a real potato. Okay. And then the next thing on the list is paying attention to drinking water more and using water as your primary liquid source. Getting rid of some of the soda that you're drinking over the course of the day, or not just getting rid of it, but, but trying to deliberately drink a little bit more water than you normally are. We're not hitting numbers yet. We're not saying, hey, can't drink that, can't drink this, but it's just starting to drink a little bit more water and making sure that water becomes your primary liquid source. And then the final eating skill for a beginner is to become more mindful about your splurging. So splurging, and we've talked about splurging before, and we actually did an entire podcast on splurging and what counts as a splurge. But essentially, anything that doesn't fall into those categories or a meal that doesn't comply with the things I just mentioned. So maybe your meal doesn't have protein on it. Or maybe your meal didn't have produce with it. Maybe all you did was grab a granola bar. So those types of meals would be considered a splurge. And just being more aware of how often that's occurring and seeing if you can shift your habits towards lining up with this be- with these beginner eating skills a little bit more. So those are the skills of a beginner. These things here need to be mastered before you can move on. So look at those things and I'll say them again really quick. Learning how to eat slowly and bringing more awareness to how food makes you feel. If it's a mealtime, deliberately stopping to feed yourself, choosing a protein source with every meal, and choosing a produce source with every meal. And to make that easy to remember, you can think just eat your pros. Starting to be mindful about the healthy fats that you're eating. Being aware of the starchier forms of carbohydrates. 
drinking water as your primary liquid source, and becoming more mindful about your splurging. So guys, these things need to be mastered before you move on. I'm serious. Don't get bogged down with any other details before these things are mastered. So as a beginner, also certain attitude changes surrounding eating need to begin happening at the same time. So as you're developing the actual eating skills, there should be some gradual mindset shifts that are taking place with your relationship with food at the same time. And the first one is that you're beginning to develop some willpower and also the beginning stages of discipline. What is willpower, by the way? It always comes back to willpower, right? Willpower is control exerted to do something or to restrain impulses. I think the restraining impulse thing strikes a chord with us, especially with food, right? Like, man, I need some control to restrain my impulses. I mean, that's discipline. So as you're a beginner and you're working on things, this willpower component is starting to be nurtured and expanding. It's not huge yet. Don't expect it to be so, but you can see it start to develop and grow. You're making deliberate choices. You're saying no and saying yes in the appropriate moments and you're starting to see your discipline grow. Another attitude change that should be happening in this level is that you're able to give yourself lots of grace and have a good recognition that you're not going to do this perfectly. That's really, really important as a beginner. To know that I'm on the bunny hill right now and I need to really get good at this bunny hill. (laughs) It's okay that I'm not up there on a double black diamond, but I need to recognize that I'm not going to do this perfectly right now, but I'm going to keep trying. Okay, so that is a really important attitude to have at this level. Another thing that needs to be happening in your mind as a beginner eater is to start thinking long-term and thinking more big picture. The work you're putting in now to develop the beginner eating skills will lead to big changes and good things in the future. But like I said, you have to start here. And when you can have that big picture, you realize like yeah, these skills might not be the thing that drops the 30 pounds for me, but it is absolutely essential to get me to that place where I can make a little bit more amped up nutrition skills, okay? So just thinking long-term, not thinking just now this immediate satisfaction and gratification of, okay, I need my goals reached stat. (laughs) I want you to think bigger, big picture, So all of those things make up what it means to be a beginner eater. You're coming in with a certain starting point. You're coming in from a certain starting point, a certain set of of expectations, a certain level of skills that you're working on, and a certain attitude that you're developing. Are you a beginner eater? It's a good question. I think most of us are. Most of us assume that we're advanced where we are in fact beginner. Okay, so let's move to the intermediate eater. So this is the next stage. An intermediate eater's starting point is that they are already consistently following the beginner eating skills. So everything I just mentioned, 
all the mindset shifts that took place in a beginner's mind, all of the eating skills that were developed for a beginner, those already need to be in place if you want to assume that you're an intermediate. So we're moving up to the blue square runs, okay? I'm having all these skiing, all these downhill skiing metaphors. (laughs) So now we're on the blue square runs, right? Kind of move into the green circle, the blue square. Now we're intermediate. We're still not up at the double black diamonds, but we're kind of intermediate here. So an intermediate eater already has some good mindfulness and awareness about their food choices. They're not haphazard about it. They're actually making deliberate choices now. They have a plan. They have clarity about what they should and should not be eating. They have some good sound beliefs around what healthy eating is and what it is not. They are very firm about a dieting approach and they understand what dieting is and what it should not be. And there's a very good recognition around restriction and good nutrition and and the things that that does in your body. And someone who's intermediate, they feel like they're ready and they need more skills to keep making progress towards their goals. And I'm going to say that again. Someone who's intermediate, they feel like they're ready and they need more skills to keep making progress toward their goals. A lot of people don't need more skills. A lot of people can make goal, make progress toward their goals just fine with the beginner eating level. And that's awesome, right? Wouldn't that be so great if, you know, just the simple eating habits got us where we wanted to go and we didn't have to get more complicated than that? Usually that's the case, but sometimes it's not and that's okay. All right. So someone who's intermediate might feel ready to dial things in a little bit more. So these are the intermediate eating skills. These are more difficult to master than the beginner eating skills, but these are great skills also. So intermediate eating skills begin with always eating slowly, taking about 20 minutes per meal. Ideally, you know, whenever you're able to, to actually carve out time to eat slowly and We do this because that just heightens the awareness around the food eating process and you're able to have this big picture mindfulness about the food that's going in your body. You can weigh the pros and cons of every food that every food choice that you're making. You're not just mindlessly putting food in your mouth. Okay, so eating slowly, deliberately taking 20 minutes to eat a meal. That's a very intermediate eating skill but very valuable too. And like I said, someone who's intermediate, they are consistently weighing the benefits and the cons of every food choice. So whether they're about to eat a splurge or eat a really good compliant healthy meal, they're constantly seeing that in a balance and they're weighing the pros and cons of that. Someone who's more intermediate is going to pay attention to more specific meal timing. For most people, this might mean eating every two to four hours. So where a beginner was focusing on just eating meals when it's a meal time to actually stop and carve out time to eat a meal, someone who's more intermediate is going to actually time those meals better and to say, you know what, I'm going to stay on top of my hunger cues and I'm going to plan on eating every two to four hours based on how my body responds to these meal times. Someone who is intermediate has more intentional protein choices. It's not the chicken nugget anymore. (laughs) 
It's deliberately and intentionally making protein choices based on the quality of that protein. Minimally processed, very lean protein. So they're getting a lot of bang for their buck when they're eating that protein. They're also paying attention to the amount of protein that they're eating. They're making sure that it is approximately one plump one palm sized amount every time that they eat and that's for women if it's for men men need to have a little bit more they need to have more like two of their own palm sized amounts with each meal beyond the protein an intermediate is going to be more intentional about their produce choices they're going to make sure that whenever they eat produce it's fresh it's not coming from a can or a, a packaged product you know it's not like freeze-dried strawberries (laughs) okay it's fresh they're also making sure that they're eating more vegetables than fruit because veggies have more vitamins and minerals and less natural sugars than fruit do fruit does okay so they're not just working on making sure that produce is happening every time they're actually dialing in that produce and paying more attention to what that produce is that they're eating They're making sure that they're eating two to three servings of vegetables with every single meal and aiming for a total of six to ten servings of veggies or produce in general over the course of the day. So far more intentional about the amount of produce that they're eating, trying to amp that up. They're also more intentional with the healthy fats. So someone who's an intermediate eater They're going to have a good understanding of saturated fats, polyunsaturated fats, and monounsaturated fats. The three different categories and understanding that we should be consuming a third, a third, a third of each of those different categories. And also deliberately eating more omega-3 fatty acids over the course of the day and over the course of the week. And focusing on, with most meals, having one to two thumb-sized amounts of whatever that healthy fat is. So paying attention to the amount of the healthy fat that they're eating. So you can see that with intermediate, we are now paying a little closer attention to portion sizing, okay? Whereas as a beginner, that's not that shouldn't even be on your radar yet. For an intermediate also, they should be paying closer attention to the starchier types of carbohydrates. Whereas a beginner was just starting to become more aware of what they were, An intermediate is always choosing whole grain, minimally processed, and nutrient-rich starchy carbohydrate options. An intermediate eater doesn't sit and just mow down on wheat thins. An intermediate eater is going to choose certain types of grains over others because they know the nutrient value. They're also going to look at starchier carbohydrates from a goal-based approach, understanding that you can time and kind of manipulate your intake of these starcher carbohydrates based on whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to maintain your weight, or whether you want to gain some healthy body weight. Okay, so you can, you can kind of manipulate and time your intake of these starcher carbohydrates based on your goals. That's an intermediate skill level, not beginner. And I think In addition to that, another intermediate skill level is beginning to be aware of your own personal body type. And I talk about this frequently, the endomorph body type, the mesomorph body type, the ectomorph body type. It's fun to know about, but actually eating like one is very much an intermediate, if not advanced, skill level. 
And then another intermediate skill level is workout nutrition. So having intentional peri workout meals and peri just means, you know, we always hear about post-workout or pre-workout or during workout. Peri includes all of those. We know the word perimeter, right? It kind of means surrounding. So a peri workout meal just means the meal that surrounds that workout, whether it was before it, during, or after. So being really intentional about that peri workout meal, making sure that it has the right ratio of protein to carbohydrates and choosing something based on the intensity of your actual workout and just understanding, okay, this workout pushed me right up to that 60 minute mark. I was lifting heavy weights. It's something that's going to be more difficult for my body to recover from. And so I need to fuel my body well to recover optimally and fuel me and prep me for the next workout that's coming down the pipeline. This is a very intermediate skill level. Another intermediate skill level is drinking half your body weight in ounces of water every day, where someone who's just a beginner is just focusing on drinking more water. Someone who's an intermediate is actually starting to keep track of how much they're actually drinking. And then in addition to that, they begin paying attention to their urine color and making sure that that is corresponding with their hydration levels. Another intermediate skill level is avoiding calorie containing beverages and saving those for splurge opportunities. So whenever they're drinking something, making sure that whatever that beverage is, they're not getting calories from that beverage. They're keeping it as just a clear, pure liquid. Another intermediate skill level is monitoring your total splurges over the course of a day and even over the course of a week based on what your goals are. So you understand your goals and you understand how many splurges are okay based on your goals. And then you're honest about it and you're disciplined. And you might even use like a tracking chart to track where you're going or track where you're at over the course of the week. So there's lots of mindfulness around your splurging, lots of awareness about when I eat this, this is going to have this effect on my body and I'm going to make this decision based on this outcome with this food that I'm eating. So that splurge monitoring is, is definitely more intermediate, okay? So these are the intermediate eating skills and a lot of people will want to jump right into these where they should be back at beginner because they haven't mastered beginner yet. So I'm going to say the intermediate eating skills again really quickly. So it's always eating slowly, taking about 20 minutes per meal. It's consistently weighing the benefits and cons of every food choice. So having a heightened awareness and big picture mindfulness around your food. It's talking about more specific meal timing. So eating about every two to four hours, more intentional protein choices and more intentional produce choices. It's being far more mindful and intentional with your healthy fat intake. It's paying closer attention to the starchier types of carbohydrates, and it's beginning to be aware of your own personal body type and making food choices based on that. It's understanding workout nutrition. It's drinking half your body weight in ounces of water every day and making adjustments based on your urine color. And it's monitoring your total splurges over the course of a day and a week. So these things are intermediate. You might not be ready for this, or you might be here. You might be mastering this. Now, just with just as there was with beginner, there are some mindset and kind of attitude requirements for an intermediate. 
As an intermediate eater, you definitely need stronger levels of willpower and more discipline. I mean, think about it. We're starting to actually track things. We're starting to have increased awareness. You're paying attention to your splurging. More willpower and discipline is definitely required here. So what you started to foster as a beginner, we are definitely seeing a larger portion of that as an intermediate now. You're a more disciplined person. Also, as an intermediate eater, you have continued grace for yourself and an understanding that you still aren't doing it perfectly, and that's okay. So even though your skills look a little bit more intense now than they did as a beginner, you're still understanding that you have room for growth, that you're not going to do this perfectly even now, and that you keep giving yourself grace every single day. As an intermediate now, you have far more awareness around eating. You have a sense of confidence and capability also that you know what you're doing. There's less confusion or apprehension about the food choices you're going to make. You no longer sit down with a menu at a restaurant in front of you and wonder what you should choose and what that will do in your body. So there's far more confidence now. And then you also, as an intermediate eater, you have plenty of evidence We should all have plenty of evidence that the all or nothing mindset is sloughing away. So if I were to take a look at your behaviors, they should look really consistent. And it should look like you're no longer trapped in this diet mentality where you're on or off. You're either on the wagon or you're off the wagon. You are now very consistent and you no longer have that all or nothing mindset. Okay, so all of these mindset shifts should be taking place in the life of an intermediate eater. Are you intermediate or should you be a beginner? (laughs) It's a good question. Okay, so we're going to move on to advanced because I think we all need to be aware of the things that are actually are actually advanced eating skills. Okay, so someone who is an advanced eater Their starting point, they're coming into advanced eating skills because they have been consistently following the intermediate eating skills, or at the very least, the beginner eating skills during times of maintenance. We talk about maintenance mode versus progress mode. So at the very least, their default is just those beginner eating skills, but they have consistently been following the intermediate level eating skills for a good while now, often for years. An advanced eater, for them, healthy eating is habitual and it's more natural now than not eating healthy. It is more natural for them to avoid junk food because they want to, not because they're forced to, than it is for them to gravitate towards it. An advanced eater consistently displays confidence on what to choose and when. There's no doubt, okay? So picture a nutritionist walking into a restaurant and knowing every single food item on a menu. There is a certain level of confidence there that what they are going to choose is the right thing. And for an advanced eater, every food choice is carefully considered and intentionally made, even if it's a splurge. Advanced eaters don't do anything haphazardly. They think through it all. Their awareness is at such a heightened level that it would blow your mind. (laughs) Okay, and they have a really good understanding of nutrients and their specific benefits in the body. Also, advanced eaters, 
they really understand balance and moderation. They understand the pitfalls of a dieting mentality. And I want to be really clear about this point because we have a country full of professional dieters, but that does not mean that they are advanced eaters, okay? They just know how to follow really rigid rules of dieting and follow them really well. That does not mean that their mindset has shifted to the place where they have advanced eating skills. So someone who is advanced, they fully understand balance and moderation. It's not an obsession point for them. They don't fall into the trap of the dieting mentality. There's no on again, off again. There's no falling off the wagon for an advanced eater. And sometimes these people, they might feel like they're ready for more skills or maybe they might need some more skills to keep making progress towards their goals and this is pretty rare okay so i'm going to break down what the advanced eating skills are just so you know but i want as you're listening to this i want you to know that you might never get here and you might never need to get here these are pretty intense but i also want you to be aware that a lot of people jump straight into these okay So the first advanced eating skill is choosing food sources with the specific purpose of its nutritional effects on your body. So having that level of nutritional knowledge. And this means that you're not just thinking about choosing vegetables with your meals, but you're specifically choosing a particular kind of vegetable based on the effects it's going to have on your body. Let's say, for example, a cauliflower. Cauliflower they fall into the Brucaris vegetable category. And Brucaris vegetables have been shown to have a beneficial effect on someone's estrogen hormonal levels. That's pretty advanced, right? So they are choosing foods based on the specific nutritional effects that that might have on their body. They're also eating certain foods in coordination to help with absorption and digestion. That's really difficult to know. That certain foods, when you eat them together, they amp up your body's ability to digest and absorb it, okay? So that's a really high-level eating skill. Another, The next advanced eating skill is eating for your specific body type consistently. And I mentioned it just a little bit, but I need to insert a side note in here because I talk about body types a lot, and it's easy to hear when I'm talking about body types and think that I mean it's extremely important for you to know your body type and to eat for it. But it's not that important. It's fun. And I think it helps us feel more specifically known and valued. But to consistently eat for your for your own specific body type and to do it well and appropriately is a very advanced eating skill. And a lot of people want to jump straight to this because it is fun and interesting. But You need to realize that this is quite advanced, especially doing this consistently. Often the solution to achieving our goals and feeling our best is found in the lower eating skills. My guess is that if you just went straight to the beginner eating skills and did those consistently, you you might never need to eat for an endomorph body type. (laughs) Or if you went to the intermediate eating skills and did those consistently, things would kind of fall into place and you might never have to get here, okay? But this is an option, eating for your specific body type. Another advanced eating skill is more specific portion sizing 
And I'm going to put in this category calorie counting, macronutrient counting based on your own personal goals. For example, aiming for a total number of grams of protein, carbs, or fats with every meal. How many people do you know around you that are macro counting right now? You might even be doing it yourself. This is a very advanced eating skill, and often people will jump straight to this before mastering the more beginner and intermediate eating skills. So counting either calories or macros is advanced. Another advanced eating skill that's kind of a hot rage right now is intermittent fasting. That is a skill that's very difficult to do, and unless you have all of the mindset pieces in place and the understanding about eating and the relationship with food in place prior to learning how to intermittent fast, it, it could possibly backfire. So intermittent fasting is an advanced skill level. Another advanced skill level is eating a low-carb, high-fat diet or eating a, on the flip side, high-carb, low-fat diet. So manipulating the balance of macronutrients to elicit certain results in our body is a very advanced skill to do. And I see a lot of people attempting this without the self-awareness and understanding of good eating habits to begin with. And this type of eating, let's just say it, keto is popular right now. Um, This can work for sure if you have spent the time developing all of the other skills prior to this. And if all those other skills prior to this have not dialed things in enough for you, then you can get to this point. But this is very, very advanced. And I'm sure you or someone you know have jumped straight to eating low-carb, high-fat, extremely low-carb, high-fat. So just understand that this is very advanced to do it properly and to not have it backfire and mess with your mind in the process. Another advanced eating skill is carb cycling. There are a couple clients that I work with where we work on carb cycling. I teach them how to carb cycle based on their workouts and specific workout days, but I know that person well. I know what their habits are, and I know that they can handle this level of eating. Another advanced eating skill is supplementing. Guys, this is advanced. And I mean supplementing beyond what your doctor specifically has prescribed. So if your doctor is telling you, you need to supplement with vitamin D or you need to supplement with iron, yes, okay? Obviously, even if you're a beginner eater, please do that, especially if your doctor specifically said you need to. But beyond that, it's pretty advanced to mess with supplements, to choose vitamins and minerals, to work with electrolytes, to include energy supplements in your life, to to play around with creatine, branched-chain amino acids, essential amino acids, pre-workout drinks, post-workout drinks. I could go on. These things are advanced, and you shouldn't even touch these unless all of your other eating skills are in place. So those are the skills of an advanced eater. Let me go through them one more time. So choosing food sources with the specific purpose of its nutritional effects on your body. So having that high level of knowledge. Eating for your own specific body type consistently. Focusing more specifically on portion sizing. And this includes calorie counting and macronutrient counting. Intermittent fasting. Manipulating the balance of macronutrients. So like a low-carb, high-fat diet or a high-carb, low-fat diet. That's advanced. Carb cycling, that's another advanced skill. Supplementing, 
beyond what your doctor has specifically prescribed. That's an advanced skill. So these things are advanced skills, all right? And they should not be dabbled with until beginner has been mastered and intermediate has been mastered. And with advanced eating, there are certain attitude changes that we should also be seeing at the same time. For an advanced eater, they have the highest levels of willpower and discipline. And unfortunately, I see a lot of people jumping into advanced level eating where their willpower is hanging by a thread. And they have not spent the time building that up and developing that to handle the rigors of advanced eating. Okay, so someone who's advanced eater, they have the highest levels of discipline. They also have extreme awareness of seeing this moment's choices in light of everything else. There's a big picture with them. They can say in the moment, based on my big picture goal, based on my habits right now, based on how this weighs in light of everything, this is the food choice I'm going to make. They also know how to manipulate and use food as fuel in the absolute best ways possible. So food is a partner for them, for their body to operate at its absolute best. And they understand that partnership very, very well. But an advanced eater also knows how to turn that mindset off and actually enjoy food too, okay? Being advanced doesn't just mean that you can diet really, really well or you eat perfectly all the time. The highest level eaters have a very strong understanding of balance and moderation. Someone I look up to quite a bit, she's a nutritionist and her name is Krista Scott Dixon. Fantastic work with nutrition and even mindset and behavior change around nutrition. What I love about Krista is that she loves Doritos and says that that's her favorite chip. <laughs> and we would just kind of assume that as an advanced eater, she would just never eat chips, right? Like that's the highest level is that you never eat anything bad or never eat something junky. But actually, no, a really advanced level eater has a favorite chip. <laughs> they just know how to consume it appropriately. If you're advanced, you are fully aware and understanding that healthy eating does not ever equal perfection. That is never the goal of healthy eating. So whether you're a beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced eater, perfection is never part of the picture. I see a lot of people that do have a very good understanding of food and are advanced eaters. However, this fact has actually damaged their relationship with food and caused them to take on a perfectionist mentality. They know nutrition perfectly. And unfortunately, because of that, they expect perfection from themselves. And honestly, I'd say based on that, they're probably not that advanced after all. They only have the knowledge and the discipline to implement those skills. But remember, with every eating skill, there is a mindset and attitude piece that is so important as well. So if you get to the point where you would consider yourself an advanced eater, however, you are lacking the balance and moderation piece, then you might need to reevaluate and say, maybe I got to back off and work on that aspect of being an intermediate eater. Maybe I need to work more on the mindset pieces of being the beginner eater first. 
because I'm finding myself at this point where I'm fully restrictive, extremely disciplined, doing all of these advanced eating skills, but I can't have chips without feeling guilty about it. Guys, perfection is never the goal. So hopefully now you have this big picture of the difference between beginner, intermediate, and advanced eating skills. So I want you to ask yourself, where are you at right now? Which category would you put yourself in? Hopefully, and my guess is that the majority of you listening to this would finally recognize that, you know what, I'm not advanced after all. So all those things I thought I needed to be worried about and focused on, I don't have to be. (laughs) What a relief, right? Man, that feels so good. So I know I threw a lot of information at you guys. And so I, I kind of had this idea to put this into a guide that outlines all of this for you so you can kind of see it all in one document. So if you go to strong-mamas.com backslash eating skills, all one word, you can download a free PDF file that you can use as a good resource to remind you what you should be working on right now, what you don't need to worry about yet, and when you're ready to do a little bit more, what your next steps can be. So this will be really helpful if you think, you know what, I'm probably a beginner eater. I'm kind of coming from this with some mindset pieces I need to work on, with some beliefs about nutrition that I need to undo. So I'm, I'm definitely more of that beginner eater. So I'm going to focus on these skills right now. And I have a clear path of where to go from here when I'm ready for it. So it's going to be really helpful for you guys. So again, that link is strong-mamas.com slash eating skills. And I'll be sure to link that in the show details as well as on the blog post page for this specific episode. Okay. So my hope is that you learned a lot today, you guys, that you gained some real clarity around where you're at right now in this moment and that you feel inspired to keep making the next right eating choice for you. Now remember, if you know that you would really benefit from more coaching, more accountability, the Strong Mamas Coaching Program is open right now for registration, but only for a couple more days, you guys, okay? So don't miss out. I'd love to have you join us in this all-inclusive membership experience. It's gonna rock your world and change your life. I'm serious. So the link to join now for just $1, by the way, it's in the show details, so go get yourself signed up. And if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a quick review telling me what you think about the show. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. 